morning I <clears throat> was trying to get the Lord's will on which direction to go. I uh, had an a initial direction that I thought we, we should go. And uh, it uh, seemed the Lord uh, was helping in that, but uh, not tonight, not today. Then I had another one that I thought that the Lord was leading into. And then the Lord said, no, not that one either. So, <laughs> we have the third one today uh, that uh, I believe is what is for us. Uh, just, just in the last uh, 30 minutes as the Lord would, would guide my direction, direction on where my thoughts on the direction to go. I believe today that he would have us to look at Revelation chapter 12. I've been thinking along these lines uh, recently, and I suppose that uh, this is uh, that's why the Lord has you know been pushing us this myself this direction to think these ways. I uh, didn't think it it was time to preach on it quite yet, but uh, the time is here. <clears throat> I'm going to read this morning in the New King James Version. Just so you know, I don't know which one you have, but that's the one that I'm reading there today. We're going to start uh, Revelation chapter 12, and we're going to read verses 7 through 12, I believe it is. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for your help in the songs this morning. We're grateful for your help in prayer. We're thankful for your help in the special song. We're thankful for your help in the testimonies. We're thankful for your presence here today. For each one that's here that made it a priority to be in your house. Well, Lord, we're asking that you would help over the next few moments as we look at your word. I'm asking that you would especially help me, that I would have the words that you'd have me to speak, that you would guide my thoughts, help me to say the things that you'd have me to and hold back on the things that you'd have me not. You know what it is that we need from you today, and we're trusting that you would bring it to us, that you would push back any distractions, any confusions, any gray areas. And Lord, that the blood of Jesus would have uh, control in this service, that you would push back anything that would be of darkness. We love you today. Thank you that we can come before you. Settle down for a few moments and look at your word and hear from you. Lord, speak to us. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. Verse 8. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil. And Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength 
and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to death. Verse 12. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. Woe to the... uh, Sorry, just read that. For the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. As we understand it this morning, the, the, the book of Revelation is, is uh, uh, John relating to us a dream or a vision that he saw from God. And this little piece that we're looking at today, five verses. We see to start off with today that war is break, is, has broke out. We know what war is this morning. We know, uh, we know a little bit about it. We don't know as much about it as uh, maybe those that are older, those that have been around a little longer. We haven't been touched by war quite to the extent that our ancestors and those that are of the prior generation. War broke out in heaven says here that Michael and his angels are fighting with the dragon or the devil and his angels. This is referred to early on, earlier on in the, in the, in the Bible as we uh, see that Satan is uh, attempting to gain power in heaven. War breaks out. He, of course, loses. It says there in verse 8 that he did not prevail. He did not win. Furthermore, there was no place found for him in heaven. No longer was there any room for the devil in heaven and all of his demons and angels. He was cast out. The one that's called the devil and Satan. I want you to look there in verse 9. Or it says, who deceives the whole world. The deceiver. The father of lies. Move down a little bit further there in verse 10. It says that salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren has been cast down. The one that accused them before God day and night. I just want to point out these two things that are mentioned here about the devil today. The first one that we just mentioned was that he's a deceiver. The second is, is that he is an accuser. What's an accuser? Does anybody want to uh, define that for us this morning? 
By the way, I don't think that anybody here wants to have that name attached to you, right? It's not a good thing. But what is accuser? Always blaming others. Somebody else heard something. Someone that, uh, that is an accuser is one that's always pointing the finger, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did that. Yeah, they had the wrong attitude for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is what they meant to say. Yeah, they cannot be trusted. Look at what they just did. Accuser. We see in this short passage of Scripture this morning that we've read that Satan is a master accuser. Accuser of the brethren. What are the brethren this morning? That would be those that are attempting to serve God. Those that are Christians. Those that are walking in obedience to God. And so therefore, the accuser of the brethren would be one that accuses <coughs> those that are following Christ. That's the definition uh, for us this morning. I want us to think about that because I, if we were to look at other places in God's Word, we would see that the Bible tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The war this morning is not between uh, your fist and someone else's fist. The war this morning is not between your words and someone else's words. The war this morning is not between or not by... You or I playing chicken on the road and trying to run somebody else off to get even or to show them how we feel. The war this morning is against principalities and powers and things in high places. In short, this morning, the battle is in our mind. The battle is, is, is in the spirit world. The reason I think it's important for us to understand this this morning is because there's times I think that we have things that pop into our mind, accusations, temptations to think certain ways, temptations to say certain things, Temptations to take sides, temptations to who knows what. You fill in the blank. I, I, there's a lot of different things. There's temptations or thoughts along certain lines that come there, that are planted there by the master accuser. Let me help you as you try to think about these things today. Let's say that um, you pass somebody on the road out here and they're really, really into what's going on in their car. Maybe they're either talking to someone. Maybe 
Maybe they're praying. Maybe they're really focused on their driving. And you happen to pass them by and they didn't wave at you. What is the first thing that pops into your mind? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're mad at me about, you know, this last time. Or they saw this or they saw that. I'm not saying maybe it's not the first thing that pops in your mind, but a lot of times. I'm just using that for an example. We see, we see um, or hear about someone. Another, another example would be we hear a little piece of gossip. We hear a little bit of something and right away things begin to uh, pop into the mind. Yeah, you know what? I think they're probably not. You know what? I'm pretty sure they have fallen off the wagon. Does anybody here want someone to fall off the wagon? Does anybody? No, we don't, right? We don't want anything like that to happen. This, friends, is an accusation that is into our minds from the master accuser. He wants to tear down reputations. He wants to split apart families. And he wants to cause as many as he can to not follow Christ anymore. The short message this morning, if we, if we just wanted to wrap it up and go this morning, is, is to know that when you begin to sense accusations in your mind against someone or against yourself, to be on alert. Because the deceiver and the accuser is in the area. Now, we could say this morning that there's all kinds of solutions. We could say, well, you just need to uh, make sure that you do this or that or whatever. We could have all kinds of solutions. But I want you to go down to verse 11 of what we read this morning and see how these overcame. Verse 11 of chapter 12 in Revelation. And they overcame him. Two things. By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And I guess the third thing there, and they did not love their lives to death. Truly applying the blood of Jesus, His forgiveness that He paid for with His blood to our lives. Secondly, testifying and telling others that God is the one that has helped me. God is the one. That's the testimony. He's the one that has helped me. If anything good has come out of my life or out of your life, it's because of Him. And the third one goes pretty heavily with what we talked about last week of not loving our lives even unto death. Where we looked at Job, that even when everything was taken from him, 
his relationships, his family, his health, everything. And yet he still worshiped God and said, if he kills me, I still worship him. I still love him. Quite a long time ago, I, I had uh, listened to a message, several messages from uh, a man by the name of Odo Koning. And uh, he talks about this, this in several of his messages that I had listened to. They were recorded a long time ago. Uh, he talks about this, this battle in the mind. And he says something in there. I don't, I don't have all the references there, but he says something that if we lose the battle in our mind, then we've lost it altogether. If we have, when these accusations come and we begin to realize that, that one is, these accusations are being brought to our mind from someone or even to our, about ourselves or whatever it might be, if we give in to those things and we lose the battle right there, then we've lost. Pretty soon it'll be coming out in our words. Pretty soon it'll be coming out in the way that we live, the way that we act, because we've lost. says in another place that he brought us out of a horrible pit. Set our feet on a solid rock. Yes. I think that that part is where is where is trying to be borne out or is trying to be said here in the part where it says by the blood of the lamb, the forgiveness that God has to extend has available for us to pick us up out of that place and forgive us. I thank the Lord for that. I think if I was, and I, and I, this is going to be short this morning, I believe, and that's okay. <coughs> what I want you guys to take away from this is to, two th- is to first realize that He is an accuser. And identify, to be able to identify that those accusations are not because that you somehow mislike that person or somehow whatever, that there's accusations that come, that are planted there. Very similar to temptations to do wrong that would pop into our mind to to try to get us to go down certain ways or do certain things that are not right. 
And these accusations, so the first thing is to be able to identify that those are going to come. And then the second thing that I want you to take away from this this morning is to remember or to realize that the battle has already been won. And that the battle has been won by these three things. Forgiveness, applying the blood of Jesus. Testifying to the help that he has given. And complete and utter obedience to God. That's where the battle's won. What I don't want to happen in my life or in anyone else's life is to for us to continue on in a in a place of thinking that that you know giving way to accusations, allowing them to stay there. As I think forward down that line of what would happen if if we hold on to some accusations, those things pop into mind. We think, oh yep, they're mad at us. They didn't wave at us today. Oh, yep, pretty sure. Then the next time we see something or hear something about that person, it progresses a little further. Till pretty soon it's turned into all-out bitterness and anger. Mistrust, misunderstandings, relationships that are torn apart. And it all started because the accuser put an accusation in our mind. I want to take it one little step further because it also happens, bears out in person sometimes. There's people that, that don't allow themselves to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. So the opposite of that would be controlled by the accuser. And by the deceiver. And there's individuals. That are controlled by him. It would be natural assumption. If we follow that thought line. That they would also. Be saying. And doing. And putting forth. Deceitful things. And accusations. In short, we need to be very careful on what we, what we assume is, is truth just because it's spoken by someone. You know, I think it ties very closely into the gossip chain, these sorts of things, accusations, deceits. And so we need to be aware that when we hear things, when we see things, when things come to our mind that are accusations, that we identify where they come from. Plead the blood of Jesus. Ask Him for forgiveness if there's, a, if there's an area that we need to. Ask Him to help us move forward with a testimony of thanksgiving to God for the help that He has given, for the deliverance that He's given, for the, for the help in the family, the help in our hearts, for the help in the community, whatever you can praise Him for, the many, many things that He's done for us.
and step forward in complete and total surrender and obedience to God. You know, the scripture, I believe it's James chapter 4 and verse 7 says, To submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submission is obedience. So simply is obey God, be obedient to Him, follow in the step that He would want us to go in. Then resist, then resist the devil. And the promise there is, is that He will flee from us. So the, the obvious one that stands out to us there is we need to be in a place of obedience, submission to God. But the second thing is, is that we need to resist the devil. And I, I had shared this with some, not it's been a while back now, but I believe that is a command this morning. It doesn't say, if you feel like it, you resist the devil. If he messes up the family bad enough, then you resist the devil. If he does enough accusations and enough deceitful things and he screws your life up enough, then you resist him. Now the recipe this morning is to be obedient to God and then resist him. The takeaway from that this morning is is that when we identify that things are, our accusations are coming to mind, when we hear them physically or see them written or we have them coming into our mind, we need to resist, push back. Say, you know what? The blood of Jesus has forgiven me. I claim this forgiveness. He has changed me. He's made a new person in Christ, made me a new person in Christ. And I'm not going to live my life in a, in a way that is guided by deceits and accusations and win that battle in the mind. How much easier, if we've already won it there, how much easier to not say the things that we shouldn't say? How much easier to not have the attitudes that we shouldn't have? How much easier... To have control because it's truly been won already in the mind. It's a different way than I intended to go this morning. I have half a mind to stop and start over and preach the one I was going to do anyway, but we're going to save that one for another time uh, because it's 12 o'clock already and uh, we don't want to sit here for another 45 minutes. And uh, plus, I don't believe it's right for today. So we'll look at it again at another time. Thank you for being here this morning. Let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to help us in these things as we think on them and, and on the scriptures. Heavenly Father, we're thankful today for your word once again. We're thankful for your faithfulness to, to uh, bear these truths out in our mind. I don't believe it's anything that we didn't already know. But Lord, it's a reminder this morning that we, we are fighting a foe, an enemy that is for real. He's a deceiver and he's an accuser. And he wants to rip and tear apart anything that he can that is good. Anything that you have done that's good and right 
including our bodies, our, rela- our relationships, everything. We realize that this morning and we're thankful that you have given us the recipe. You've given us the solution. You've told us that the battle has already been won and that all we must do is walk in obedience to you and resist. We love you this morning. Thank you again for all that you've done for us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.